Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. What's poppin' congregation? It's your girl, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. This is a podcast about robbery, fraud, and those who practice it. Sometimes we love them. Sometimes we hate them. And y'all, if you're OGs, even if you're new listeners, because I've been doing this for four years and saying the same damn thing at the beginning, maybe I'll switch it up. Should I? I don't know. Y'all let me know. Y'all getting rowdy in the comments anyway. Um, I'm very, yes. I'm very What? Yes, I'm very excited. Come on, parasocial girlies. For our guest today, she is remarkable. Like, honestly, like, I I was on the phone with her getting advice for her for, like, two hours. Like, I love this woman so much. She's such a fucking genius. And I'm so happy to have her on the show today. I've done her show. I believe this is the second time you've done mine. Um, Yes. And so it's it's such a... This is not just a, a regular guest, honey. We have a deaconess of the congregation, okay? We have clergy members today. She's an amazing writer, podcaster, and media critic. Back on the show, her writing has appeared in The Believer, BuzzFeed, and True, the true crime collection, Unspeakable Acts. Check out her podcast, You're Wrong About. I know y'all know about it, okay? And if, you're, if you don't know about it, you're wrong about it, you wrong for that, okay? Because you should know and you should be listening. <laughs> and listen to her other podcast, You Are Good, a feelings podcast all about movies everywhere. You get your podcast. You can get all these podcasts everywhere you get your podcast because, honey, she's out here booked, busy, always in your earbuds, in your ears. Get it in your cranium right now. Congregation, please welcome Sarah Marshall back on the show. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> I feel like I should be bursting out from behind a curtain and there's like the Tijuana brass is welcoming me. That was amazing. I feel so good about myself. Um, I'm so happy to be back. I'm so happy to have you back. ah, Yeah. What a thrill. It's good to see you. It's so good to see you. I mean, you know, at the beginning of this podcast, we always ask, what is your relationship with scams? And mm-hmm. I feel like Sarah, like every time I see a lot of you on Jamie's Twitter and 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 Jamie's posts on Instagram is kind of how I can keep up with you. Because um, I know you have the you wrong about um, Instagram and stuff, but I see you in the streets. So I know. You yeah, I'm like, a, a, I'm like Bigfoot, you know, <laughs> I know Bigfoot doesn't take selfies, but he shows up in the background of other people's. <laughs> yes, but I know you've been in the streets. So I want to know. What is your relationship with scams right now? Any new scams? Have you been scammed? Any scams you love? Anything? Ooh. 
Oh, what a great question. I had a whole answer prepared about like how my show is about addressing the scams perpetrated on the American people. Well, I love that. that. No, let's do that. Let's do that. Well, that's that. a good one too. But speaking of on the more personal now, level, yeah. like I'm, I'm going to get right into it, uh, which is that my dad died last year. It was very sad. I'm it was sorry. about 13 months ago. It's, you know, losing a parent it, is so hard. And what I, I have said recently is that like, it's not like one of those things where like it happens, like, you know, your first fender bender where you're like, well, actually that wasn't nearly as bad as I imagined it could yeah. have been. Like, I guess kind of, you know, dinged it. This is like, I don't think anyone's like, well, that was fine. <laughs> um, but we had a, a very difficult relationship. And in the aftermath of it, one of the things I was thinking about was like, wow, I always believed that like in the lifetime of a parent or an important relationship, like mm-hmm. someone has to at some point, like it would just be the justice of the universe for them to be able to like level with you and be open with you and like hear you and hear what you have yeah. to say to them at some point. And I was like, on some level, <laughs> my dad died rather than apologizing to me. And so oh, I've no! been thinking for, <laughs> for the past year about the scam of men. <laughs> Sarah, and this idea, right, I'm that you buy so into sorry. relationships I'm so where sorry you're like, that he couldn't heal the trauma s- on the deathbed. But I can't lie to you, sis. That's my type of petty. It's impressive. He Min- did great work. He's he was like, Sarah, like, I'm so sorry. I, I got to sneak out. I got right. I got listen, honey, I, I just can't do it. I have to die. Goodbye. Oh. And I, you know, and I loved him and I love him still. But mm-hmm. like, come the fuck on. Yeah. Come and on I now. think that one of the great scams of, of our, our life um, can be uh, a relationship. And it doesn't just have to be with men, but golly day it sure is a lot of the time where you're like I have sacrificed so much I have put so much into this like surely I will get my due at some point and like relationships can be like doomsday cults and it just because you deserve to get it doesn't mean you will and that sucks right but that means you can go (laughs) and honestly man part of me thinks that your dad not like in his final hours on the planet, not giving you the due that you deserve. Like, obviously he's seen some of your career if he passed away last year and knows that you're very mm-hmm. successful. What if he was like, I'm trying to rebrand it. What, what if he was like, <laughs> I got to give her one last piece of material. Ugh. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> he, you know, why not? He's like, listen, this is going to be, this is breakthrough material right here. <laughs> You're going to make so much money off of this right here. When I when I die without acknowledging that I should apologize to you, the girl is another book. This is uh. like, get into it. Um, but no, yeah, that's a scam. That's such a scam. And honestly, like, it's so interesting with parenting because as you become an adult, you realize, like, at the beginning of your childhood, your parents, at least in my opinion, are God. And it's like, yeah. this person taught me how to use a spoon. I I, <sighs> I came out the coochie. I didn't yeah. know how to walk. This person taught me how to stand upright and walk. Wow. This, this person is- had to open all the plastic containing all the food I ever ate. Mm-hmm. Any plastic packaging, I can, I would have started without them. This yeah. person had to change my diaper and wipe my booty and sometimes put <laughs> creams on it. You know, like this person kept me alive when I literally could not keep myself alive. Like you have a mm-hmm. baby and if you just put that 
baby anywhere, the baby gonna die. You gotta take care of the baby. And so I'm like, oh, totally. wow, God, like you are God. You teach me everything. You taught me how to talk. You taught me how, you know what I mean? And then you get to totally. a certain age and you're like, oh, I kind of been scammed by my parent because this motherfucker didn't know what the fuck they were doing when they raised me. I, how did I stay alive? <laughs> <laughs> Right. And sometimes you're like, it's amazing that I did. But right. And that also reminds me of like, you know, and there are so many different layers to this. And often it is a reasonable thing to say, especially with influencers. But the idea of like, ah, she's just doing it for the attention. Mm. They just want attention. It's like, yeah, if you don't get attention, especially when you're little, like you will die. (laughs) Yes. Immediately. (laughs) And I always say like, I mean, there's I think this is two different categories of actors. There's actors who are like theater kids who just can't shut the fuck up. That's very much where I am. And I think there's other actors who like just didn't get enough hugs from their parents. And they were like, I need a hug from the world. And this is driving my ego. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like constantly. Like they need a hug from the world constantly. Why are you on live all the time? Why are you fighting with your fans? Because you didn't get enough hugs as a child. And then the rest of us are just extra. And we were like, jazz hands. Somebody look at this. (laughs) But so that's so complicated. And Sarah, thank you for sharing and feeling like safe enough to share that here on this podcast. And I'm so sorry for your loss. And I know that loss, especially sometimes when it's complicated, can just be such a scam because, Hmm. you know, you're sad, but you're also mad. And then it's like, well, I don't even have anybody to yell at no more because you're gone. And it's like, I'm going to just yell into the universe in my prayers. Sometimes my prayers are angry. Like, everybody's like, oh, please, peaceful sleep, you know. Thank you, God, for everything. Sometimes I'm like, God, can you get to smiting these bitches? Because it's time. Like, take these evil demons out of my life. And I'm not can't tell God how you really feel, then, like... (laughs) You know, <laughs> I talk to God like I'm in a group chat. I'm like, God, sis, <laughs> let's get up because what the hell is going on, sis? What you doing? Like, these are and no matter what you say, God just sends you the eating popcorn gif. And you're like, <laughs> oh, damn it. He really does. <laughs> he really does. And like, I, I feel like one thing about grief before we move on from this that mm. I want to say, and I want to know if you like, feel the same way my mom is like a grief expert like seriously Hmm. she's like paid for funerals she's written so many obituaries we've had a lot of people pass in our family and one thing she taught me that I want to share with all of you and I want to see how you feel Sarah is that Hmm. so when someone passes away everyone is gonna crowd around you gave you so much attention in the beginning in those first few Hmm. weeks and that first month and Because if it's someone close to you, if it's someone that you have to, like, make funeral arrangements for, if it's someone that you have to consolidate their debt, if it's someone that you have to, like, deal with their hospital bills, like, you are busy and your mind is Mm -hmm. busy. And so then you're, like, the funeral, you know, funerals are for the living. So it's, like, all that energy. And, And for me personally, funerals get fucking crazy like Tyler Perry could never like I've been at funerals <laughs> so many funerals where my family is drunk like mm-hmm. uh, people in the family like turn like oh, I need to see him one more time we got to flip the casket around now we worried about the body falling out trying to hop in the grave site when I tell you I've seen everything knife fights everything at funerals somebody searching for a gun I wasn't at that funeral still my family though like it's so <laughs> 
it's 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 a lot of energy. So your mind is busy yeah. with like how where do we find the gun and like get the knife out of her hand and you know you're it's in and who's gonna do the obituary and where's the singer and where's the choir and why is this, the preacher making this personal and angry and why is that woman speaking? We don't even know her. Like it's like <laughs> so much energy, right? Yeah, the bigger the better. And then once that's all mm-hmm. done, it gets quiet. Mm. And my mom mm-hmm. told me that, yes, like reach out to people in the crazy times when they're looking for the knife. But like maybe three weeks to a month after two weeks, then really start reaching out to them. Because once mm. it's quiet, everyone kind of is like, oh, well, we did the spectacle. It's over. Yeah. But really, that's when the feelings hit. That's when the loss hits. That's when you call somebody and then you realize they're not here anymore. And like, mm-hmm. for me personally, that's what I try to do with my friends and family is like, when everyone has moved on and thinks that you did too, like, that's when I'm like, hey, like, how are you? Was there a quiet point totally. for you? Um, I mean, I think that there was a period of kind of being able to not think about it. I think there was a period of initial extreme sadness and then kind of pushing it away and then kind of letting in really like thinking about my dad and my relationship with him um, in a way that I had kind of, you know, it's like taking something out of a drawer. And like something funny is that I've been, he was a big, he was from New Zealand and kind of our bond was very like Monty Python, British comedy based. And Mm -hmm. so I've been listening to like old Peter Cook and Dudley Moore routines as like a way of connecting to that relationship. And that's really, there's something really lovely about like, you know, being you know, done with the initial car wreck phase and being able to have like the quieter emotions. And I feel like one of the quieter feelings is just kind of missing somebody in an everyday way. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Wow. We're starting very emotional up top. I'm literally crying. It's a strong start. (laughs) (laughs) This is a very delicate episode in general. And Mm -hmm. the topic that we're going to talk about, I specifically chose for Sarah because I know that you can handle stuff like this Uh, very well. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. I'm going to wipe away my tears. But that was... This is a roller coaster where we started off by clicking and then we we got up to the top and we went straight into a huge death drop. And now we're going to go, we're going to continue the ride. Right. Listen, yeah, I just, the the last thing I'm going to say on this is like, I woke up one morning during the height of COVID and called my grandfather to like warn him not to like go outside or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He he had been dead. And I I was like, but, but my brain was like, let me call him and warn, like, I forgot. It's crazy. Like it it just, it just happens. So, I yeah. mean, it's a real part of life. And also, also, life is a fucking scam. None of us asked to be born, and then we got to fight to be alive. And then once we figure it out, we die. Like, what the fuck? Like, I, if I figure out life, I gotta, I'm got i old, and then my body don't work no more, my hips go away, and, and I, I can't, you know, walk. And it's like, I, I finally have all the wisdom. I finally won the game of life. And then life is like, congratulations, it's time to die. I'm like, bitch, what the fuck? That's, that's it's really ghetto. about trying to hit that sweet spot between like figuring out some stuff and collapsing like at the end of death becomes her. Yeah, it's I'm, tough. You got to time it just right. You do. I'm trying to cheat life. Like that's why I'm in therapy every week because I'm like, I'm gonna get the wisdom right now. And then I'm gonna <laughs> still be able to walk around and have good joints and making the stallion knees. You ain't gonna get me. <laughs> you know, it's all about what you aim for. And I grew up around old people. So I had a head start. <laughs> they was giving me all the tea. 
Right. <laughs> you got your old soul lessons in your pocket. Yes, I do. I really do. <laughs> the only bad thing about that is then they start dying when you're young. You're like, all my friends are dying. What the fuck? <laughs> like, so, but, know. you know, a little dark start. Scams! Ooh, do you feel that in the air? Yes, that is summertime. It's in the breeze. It's in the trees. And y'all know when the sky comes out, (laughs) the thighs come out. And as the weather gets hotter, it's time to say bye to jackets and sweaters and hey to shorts and tees. If you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. Y'all know I love Quince. If you want to be looking chic year after year with classic pieces that you can dress up, dress down, wear around town, you got to get into Quince. They have premium European linen dresses. I have one in green and oh, when I wear it, it is a show stopper. Blouses, shorts from $30, y'all. Washable silk tops, which I told y'all I love those. I actually went back and got it in navy. I got it in the white like cream and I just know when I wear it, I'm going to feel like Diane Keaton on the beach thinking about my life like white cream. Are you kidding me? It's giving rich. Okay. Quince is that girl. Y'all know you see me in their pieces all the time. Get into it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash goddess. Finding the perfect t-shirt has always had me like Goldilocks, trying on shirts. This one's too hard. This one's too soft. And it fell apart because y'all know I got it from a cheap website. And this t-shirt from Skims is just right. From fit to quality, it is one of my, like, these are my favorite t-shirts. I have three different ones. Y'all know I love me an Onyx because I'm going to be wearing black all the time. Um, They have a cotton long sleeve jersey tee that I really like too because the material is so soft. But when I put it in the washer, she don't have a whole transformation or makeover. It's not move that bus when I take it out. She looks the way that she looked when I put her in. And we know we cannot say that for all t-shirts, okay? So you can have staple t-shirts that you can mix and match and wear up or down. Maybe we're going to a fancy night out. Maybe we're going on a date. Maybe we're lounging around the house. I love these shirts so much because I can do so many different things with them. It's like, I'm telling y'all, Skims, they doing it right over there. I got on the underwear right now. I can't give it up. I think they got me, y'all. I'm not even playing. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select Scam Goddess in the survey and select my show in the drop-down menu that follows. So Sarah, I need something from you to start a name. We don't care about gender. Mm. It's a construct. So any name. Perfect. And this person, I do want to say this before you give me the name. I'll give you some time to think about a good name. Um, they said at the top in parentheses, don't say my name because I also scammed. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. Um, let's say Thelma. Thelma. Yes. We need to bring back old school names. Like my grandma's name was Mildred. And I guess that's like Millie is like the shorthand of that. I want more Mildred. The Mildreds than have to be coming. Yeah. Yes. We got to get back to old school names. Y'all stop naming y'all babies like uh, Nevaeh, which is heaven spelled backwards. And, and, and I don't know, uh, Sears tires and, and <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, Thelmas. We want more Thelmas and Louises and Mildreds. 
They'll take care of us. Yes. It's a responsible name. You can't be a bad Thelma. You can't be a bad Mildred. You got to do right by people. That's so true. So Thelma says, girl, I have a scam for you. So I just turned 26. So happy birthday. <laughs> yes, wishing yourself happy birthday. Already Love invested. It. I have no more medical insurance. Yes. Okay. So when mm. you're 26, that's when they cut off like you're being on your parents' teeth for medical insurance. Mm-hmm. And I know that because it happened to me. I was, I was in L.A. and I was like, damn, I, I, I don't got the, the care no more. <sighs> Which is rough. It should just be free. Y'all, I got I got <sighs> surgery in London at the NHS fucking lit. Chelsea Westminster, shout out to y'all. <laughs> um, I don't think it was totally free because I wasn't a citizen and I did try to run away. And then they were like, we'll revoke your passport. And I was like, all right, here's my insurance. Damn. But I was on my parents' insurance <laughs> at the time. But I was like, free. <laughs> I'm leaving. Right. You're like, so we're all good here, right? right? Thank you so much. They're like, you'll never be able to get into the country again. I was like, all right, damn. Okay. So Worth it. I got to become a citizen over there because I need, I want their things. So um, Thelma says, I live in Brooklyn, which can be a nightmare regarding health care because it's so overpopulated and the health system just can't keep up. I lived in Brooklyn mm-hmm. for a time uh, in Bushwick. So mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm with you, sis. Um, I lived in Bushwick before it was like really Bushwick when I turned on my electricity I don't know why he, I had a very chatty electricity man and he was fun and I was like oh I live in Bushwick and he was like I'm looking at your address you live in best I do or die I was like do or die <laughs> I said no they're, they're gentrifying it babes he was like uh-uh and I was like they're calling it Bedwick and he was like no ma'am <laughs> <laughs> I love Bedwick because it makes it sound like you're catching on fire while you're asleep it does it's a vibe bedwick is a vibe so she's in brooklyn healthcare kind of crazy over there so um or they i don't you know we're not gonna give a gender here so my dad is a sanitation worker oh he got that money okay sanitation workers make money okay and has a grade a insurance i know that's right i know that's right i heard from someone that i could stay on my dad's insurance if he applied for it which seemed easier like the easier thing to do. So I found a phone number through my account on my on the MyChart app. Okay, I've only heard of MyChart for like getting a CD test, but okay, love. So that had her dad's insurance, right? Um, or their dad's insurance. I mm-hmm. call this number and ask about this and they're like, um, that's not a thing, but we can go ahead and help you sign up for insurance. <laughs> you can't get your daddy's. <sighs> but you God. can give us money. Yeah, well, you know, that's a great deal, right? Right. The deal is you you got to pay. So the man <laughs> on the phone was so helpful in caps. He went through a few different plans with me and even found me a deal where I could pay $264 for three months. And then it would go down to $64 a month. Okay, bundle insurance. I hmm. bet you're now wondering, girl, why don't you just get Medicaid? paying for health care is a scam anyway. It truly is. Mm-hmm. So, well, in my head, um, Thelma says, I'm thinking Medicaid must be the most annoying insurance to deal with since everyone has it. And they're in crowded-ass Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you don't have to pay, right? So, it must be a bad service or difficult to make appointments, kind of how, like, in New York, if you try to go to a Planned Parenthood, you can't get an appointment for months in caps because they're so backed up. 
So my naive mm-hmm. conclusion was that if you pay for something, it will be easier to use. That is what capitalism has scammed mm-hmm. us all into. Mm-hmm. If you pay for something, it's easier to use, um, which is not hmm. true. <laughs> so yeah, but it's sure is a belief system. Oh, they got us! Like we are all in the religion of capitalism. We are all white picket yeah. fencers, <laughs> two kids in a lawners. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have no lawn and no kids. So, kind of along the logic, I'm not going to buy the cheapest wine at the bar. I'm going to buy the second cheapest wine so I don't get a wicked hangover. You know, it's called growing up standards. Now, I will say that, like, as an adult, I will pay for comfort. So she's not, they're not wrong. So Mm -hmm. I'm fine with that. So anyway, here's the scam. Yes, let's get to it, Thelma, because you got a long email. When I signed up for the insurance, the person on the phone told me that it was Fidel's Care. Fidelis Care? Hmm. I've never heard of that. I love the idea of it being Fidel's Care. (laughs) Castro. (laughs) It's Castro Care. So when I looked up the contract they sent me, it said that Atna was the company that owned the First Health, which was my insurance question mark at this point i'm like what the fuck insurance do i even have who did i just send 300 dollars to did i get scammed in three in caps and so it's like hmm. uh, they were saying fidelis care is what she had then they're like it's owned by etna <laughs> who who given the insurance who right because it's given like i i got fred lawyer but then they're like it's actually owned by Allstate. state who, who gonna uh, do I have good hands or not? What's happening? Yeah. Thelma says, I call Aetna. They asked me to give my member ID number, which I began giving that started with a G. They stopped me and said, uh, honey, our membership ID start with a W. You do not have insurance with us. Mm. Where, where's, okay. Well, Fidelis, what's going on? So, this continues to feed my conspiracy that I indeed have gotten scammed. I tried to use the portal. The portal is down, um, which, again, adds credit to my conspiracy uh, that this isn't even a real. And then this is in um, Star Marks. Cue the lady on the plane saying, that motherfucker's not real. <laughs> so now she's looking at oh her insurance. Uh... Like, that's not real. <laughs> you know, sometimes you're just hanging by a thread. That was like. That incident could be the backstory of a whole speculative fiction action movie, but that's a whole other. We'll write that later. (laughs) We will. And thank you, Judith, (laughs) for pulling up Fidelis Care. It says Fidelis Care is a New York-based health insurance company formed in 1993. As of 2018, Fidelis Care served more than 1.4 million people, New York residents. And it's through the New York State. Okay. That's what Fidelis Care wrote. So we're going to continue to see what Thelma said Fidelis was doing. Hmm. So... Uh, not Fidelis. Thelma says, I called back the number that I signed up with. At this point, all the confusion is now giving me brain frog, and I'm trying to remember if I even got this number in a legitimate way. After going back and forth mm. with the company that helped me sign up, I found out my insurance company is called Innovative Partners, which doesn't even sound real. So you just signed up. How are they passing you along through all these insurance companies? No. This is like, this does really resonate because I spend so much time getting random letters from collection agencies mm -hmm. and wondering if they're real or fake. And just like anything like that, where like the real stuff sounds so scammy so much of the time, probably because it is to some extent, even if it's a legitimate business. What's real? Nothing. 
So it says, and my network, which tells me what doctors I can see, is First Health. So now we've got First Health in. We got First Health. We oh got God. Fidel Castro. We got <laughs> Innovative Insurance. Like, w- what's going on? This is, like, so complicated, and this is what's so fucked up about our healthcare system, because what is happening? So... First Health is owned by Aetna, but Aetna has no info of my insurance because they are not my insurance company. Where did her $300 go? So, yeah. <laughs> I, I keep saying her. It's it's just fine. So, Thelma says, but, I, in caps, I was not scammed in the way I thought because this is a legit insurance company, which, even though it's a legit insurance company, we know insurance is a scam, babes. You're right on the mm-hmm. money. Don't worry. So, it says... I'm stressing about this because I have a lung infection and a yeast infection and I'm fucking busted. I need to get treated. I get to talking with a representative of the network, First Health. The site is back up for me to see what doctors and network, because the site went down. Which, like, insurance site, right. Like, what do you mean? When people need healthcare, your site just can't go down. That's like the hospital, all the power going out and they don't got no generators. Like, people need... To be on life support? What, what is happening? Like, you can't. Well, it's like I called 911 to report, like, a, a fire recently that was, like, very easily put out. So that all worked out fine. Like, a fire kind of out of, in Portland, not at my house. And was on call waiting for several minutes. And I was like, my God, this is, like, not a comforting thought if you were, like, you know, if you were, like, there's an intruder in my house. And they're, like, to report an incident. <laughs> To report an intruder in your house, please press one. Not AI. Or describe the type of incident you were experiencing. And we, you know, and then you say intruder in my house. And they say, we thought we heard. I saw a mouse. Is this correct? (laughs) Meanwhile, the man is like coming towards you with the knife. Like, yes, I'm being stabbed. We heard I have a scab. Where (laughs) (laughs) is it oozing? (laughs) <laughs> oh, no. guys we cannot automate everything everything can't be ai i don't want ai 911 and i don't even call 911 i hate the police but come on now damn it's uh it's yeah you guys we, we made so many sci-fi movies about this i think we should pay attention to our own cultural we ideas really for need a sec. to and, and those movies were written by people by the way hmm <laughs> Right. And also, like, people will be like, oh, this is so dystopian. And I'm like, babes, we live in the dystopia. We're here. It's happening. It's just dystopia. I mean, this is a tangent, but I was rewatching one of my favorite uh, documentaries, Los Angeles Plays Itself. Have you ever seen that, Lacey? No. It's, like, based on, I think, like, a professor's kind of uh, presentation, but in documentary form. And it's a ton of clips from movies, some that are very kind of iconic and familiar and some that are pretty random, but kind of showing LA through the years, like different houses and styles of architecture and also neighborhoods that no longer exist. And kind of, we can see now only in movies like Bunker Hill. Um, But one of the things that it talks about is how Blade Runner actually presents a pretty utopian view of the future because Mm. LA is like, it doesn't seem like people are driving that much. There's a ton of pedestrians downtown. It's very wet. 
there's <laughs> oh and it's like, very dry here except for this year mother nature really came for us <laughs> there you go you finally got a blade runner year but like <laughs> snow but blade runner is a hurricane be... where you have a hurricane <laughs> and an earthquake at the same time you're just like you're getting it all at once it's really and maybe next year you'll have no weather at all so that could be nice but but the argument this movie makes is like blade runner is actually like much better than uh at the time what we were on track to to mm -hmm. get to and you know now where we are and uh you know that's fun <laughs> it is and also on this tangent i will say that i i think it was a chargers game but it was some football game where like obviously while we're recording this sag is on strike we're not allowed to mm -hmm. promote any shows that we are on or doing or movies or anything mm -hmm. they had these robots like sitting in seats and walking around to promote this show about robots wow. or whatever. Wow. And I was like, wow. oh my gosh. This is this is like, this is someday, like after a, like some kind of major apocalypse event, people are going to, we're still going to be broadcast dancing with the stars, but with an all robot audience. <laughs> and it'll be pretty good. I have a theory that like there will be post-apocalyptic acting troops going from town to town performing like Shakespeare and stuff, but also like classic episodes of Friends. And you know what? All they want to do is automate us because they're like, we don't want to pay you. We're tired of giving people money. It's, it's, yeah. It's crazy. So back to Thelma to wrap this up. <laughs> Thelma says, the site's back up. And so she can see a doctor in the network, but... Thelma says it's like I'm living in 1993, which is when this company was started, the first the uh Fidel Castro. Um <laughs> because the website is so hard to use. You know how when you search a directory and it usually shows you a map? Well, the Stone Age website had me searching each doctor's mm. address manually to Good find Lord. one closest to me. And even when I sorted it by distance, it was giving me Coney Island before it was giving me Bed-Stuy, which is so much further from the zip code. I know it is because I lived in do or die. I'm with you. I'm with you, Thelma. So at this point, I'm like, fuck this. I can't get a doctor. I can't in network. I will go to urgent care. And mm -hmm. uh, it, 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 that's the whole point of the system. It's like, it's supposed to be hard so they can take your money and not actually give you any services. And it's so mm -hmm. fucked. And we have to just start rebelling. Everyone strike. Mm -hmm. Everyone unionize. Everyone fight. Like, if we get together, we can stop this shit because politicians mm -hmm. are ruining our lives and America is ass. Like, we got to do something. It's time. So... Kind of an insult to ass, honestly. But yes. Ass? You yeah. know what? Ass is popping. <laughs> I got an ass. You got an ass. And they're great. You're right. Right. They're doing good works out You're here. right. Yeah. America yeah. is like the sewer. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. But yes, completely. And, and you know, every, all of our fates um, affect all of the rest of us. We're all connected in this. We really are. And so it's time to just like gang up let's gang up let's make some gangs and fight the man so wrapping this up this is the longest letter i think i've ever read on this show hmm. um thelma but i loved it you did a great job thelma says i go to urgent care and at this point it's 6 20 they tell me if i want to be seen i need to pay 150 dollars out of pocket i'm here like what the fuck the last time i came to urgent care i only paid 50 dollars. so thelma says that the 50 dollar payment was they told her that it was under her old insurance. So 
If she wanted to pay that, they would have to call her new insurance and see if that's the copay. Oh, my God. Thelma goes, oh, fine. Call them. They call. The insurance office is, in all caps, closed. Mm. You can't put a sign up talking about, we'll be right back for your 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 dying situation. What? what? Closed for lunch. What? Bitch, please. Mm-hmm. So, I... Thelma says, I either pay $150 or I'm not getting treated. So where in the beginning I thought I was being scammed by the fake insurance company, it turns out that the insurance company is real, but the comp- but completely hard to use and incompetent. That sounds like a scam to me, which defeats mm. the freaking purpose of me paying $1,000 for what I thought was a benefit. The real scammer was actually the United States medical system. Yes, you got mm. to it. The call is coming from inside the house, bitch. In all caps, this is Thelma. <laughs> Thelma, you want to be on the podcast because it's like, you're giving. Okay, we're yeah, almost at beautiful. the end. Um, Wait, Thelma. Thelma, at 2.58 today, sent me another email that I'm seeing at the bottom Ooh, of this email. Oh, my God. That says, read me in all caps. Thelma, I'm reading you. I promise. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't you threaten me. I got you, sis. So, Thelma says, I played Uno in reverse, took my ass to the ER, scammed them in all caps, told them I don't have insurance, got treated, and I didn't have to pay. In the morning, I canceled the useless insurance and got my money back. The only thing that kept me from cracking, losing my whole shit, was the fact that I finally got scammed good enough to submit a good story to you. Anyway, Aww. I got my first real lesson in adulthood. It's all a scam. Happy birthday. I love it. It ends with happy birthday to her. Love That's it. perfect. Yes. And happy birthday to you, Thelma, because this is wild. Yeah. And I love it for you and for us. But also, I'm glad that you got the health care that you needed. And like, you're right. The medical system is a fucking scam. Robbery! Do you have an unemployed roommate at home? You know who I'm talking about. Children. Yes, Whitney said they are our future. And don't you want to invest in theirs? I know you want to set your children up for success. Maybe you want to save a little coin on private tutoring because we know that inflation is high and these wages are not getting higher. Okay, which is why I love IXL Learning. IXL Learning, it's an online program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything itself. No more trying to scam your kids as you try to figure out their math equations and their homework. And you know you haven't seen a trapezoid in about 20 years, right? So let IXL help you out. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning and get IXL now. And Scam Goddess listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com goddess. Visit IXL.com goddess to get the most effective learning program out there for the best price. Hi, I'm John Lovett, host of Love It or Leave It. Every week, I'm joined live on stage by incredible guests to break down the biggest and dumbest stories in politics and pop culture. And now, because there's too much news for just one show, join me and my friends, also known as beloved producers who have to be there, every Tuesday for a rundown of the latest headlines to help get you through another flawless week in our perfect society. Listen to episodes of Love It or Leave It wherever you get your podcasts or catch the funniest moments on the Love It or Leave It YouTube channel. As 
So we're going to get to our next segment, Historic Hoodwinks. This is where I will regale Sarah with a famous con or caper group of criminals. We don't know yet. Maybe we love them. Maybe we hate them. Mm. Who knows? But let's get into it. So up top here, we have a content warning. There is going to be some discussion of unaliving abuse and a brief mention of abuse of a child. We know how we do on this podcast. You know that we will be delicate and and also move quickly Mm -hmm. past it. So uh, we're talking about Teal Swan. Teal Swan is a 38-year-old spiritual leader, author, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm, already, author, artist, and public speaker who describes herself as a personal transformation revolutionary. That's in quotes. And another quote she has is a spiritual catalyst. I just want to pause and say, these are the vaguest things that I've ever heard in my life, and so we know you're a scammer. And we're looking at her right now. She looks like the devil. I would never trust this woman's face. It's so angular. No. And it... mm -mm. Well, it's like it's to me the kind of mastery of like the big smile with with nothing behind it, which I know I'm projecting because I know that like what's going to happen is not good. But it's like, I don't know. I I think like she I always look look like an absolute creep in photos and I don't trust people who are good at putting on the charm. That's my position. You okay? first of all, you don't look like a creep, but you're very like I love self-deprecating myself but you are so (laughs) adorable but what Uh, she's giving me is like uh, you know when them demons will pop out in buffy the vampire slayer i do you know what i know what you mean i feel like it's like she's got the kubrick eyebrows going on where you're kind of like looking out from under your brow and you're like all work and no play crow magnum forehead ears are sharp it's just giving devil she's wearing red she She's the devil. I just know she is. Like, I can't. Oh, I can't look at her no more. Judith, get her away from me. Oh, my God. (laughs) And, you know, and I, in my satanic panic work, I often find that the devil is, like, a fairly charming presence. But, you know, this is really, this is on the less pleasant end of the devilish spectrum, I'm pretty sure. And we have to start. Based on these content warnings. You know what, Sarah? That's a good-ass point. Because we have to start looking at people who are sinister not like they're going to look sinister like this bitch. She looked like, listen, Teal looks like she going to fuck your life up. But a lot of people, <laughs> most people who fuck your life up, who are evil and sinister, they look like your next door neighbor. They look like your pastor because they are. They look yeah. like a nice person. They look, you know, kind of semi-cute, you know, and like that is what they present. So like we have to start taking away these norms of like, oh, attractive or nice looking people can't be doing harm to you because it's just simply not true. And that's how they get your ass because you over here comfortable because you think they cute. And oh, yeah. Yeah. No. But she her immediately. Like, honestly, I almost had a panic attack. I'm not even I'm not even joking. <laughs> like I really needed her face gone because it was mm-hmm. Whew, mm-hmm. breathing hard. Yeah. OK. So, though she has 1.3 million YouTube subscribers and an army of followers across platforms, she denies in interviews that she is anyway a cult leader. Girl, please be so serious and for real. Also, like, cult leader language? You said you're a personal transformation revolutionary. One, Hmm. what does that mean? It means you're either a cult leader or you work uh, in a, at a very exclusive spinning club, I think. Because <laughs> what does that... 
as a millennial, we got so many fake job titles. We love a fake job title. Yeah. I don't know what personal transformation revolutionary means. So are you saying like you are helping people have personal trend? And also, you're not even saying where they transform into because this is this is not positive right? to me. It's too vague. Am I transforming and, in a good way? <laughs> and if you're a revolutionary, then like, you know, when was the last time you guillotined someone? Right. What wars did you fight in? I'm scared. <laughs> and a spiritual catalyst. And I will say she's accurate for that mm. because seeing her really disrupted my spirit. It was a catalyst. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It's a catalyzing event. I mean, that's like I'm breathing. My, weird. I'm I'm not a I'm not a science Barbie, but my understanding of a catalyst is that it's something that changes a situation without changing itself. I cannot think of an example of this, but her she's basically I mean, it's like my most charitable read is like, sure, you're a spiritual catalyst, but why is that on your business card? Like, probably we all are as humans in the way that you're talking about. But like, what are your skills? Do you know how to use Excel? And from my vague science knowledge from school and college or whatever, catalyst causes like, doesn't it cause like a reaction? Like a chemical reaction? Yeah. Okay. If we both think that, then it's probably right. true. <laughs> but, but is it good? Again. Yeah. All reactions aren't good. Oppenheimer, right. I mean, the atomic chemical, bomb. There you go. Not good. Very famous science guy. You know, Very can't bad. argue with that. There's Killed a, movie. a lot of innocent people. You know, we're going to read this. We're going to just read the definition of catalyst real quick. A substance that increases it. the rate of a chemical reaction without itself undergoing any permanent chemical change. We were on the fucking money, Sarah. We're you, so good at science. We're scientists. You heard it here yeah, first. So a little bit about Teal Swan. Teal was born in Mary Teal. Bossworth, so she done changed her name mm. immediately. I'm like, why you changed your name? Scammer signed. She was born in Santa mm-hmm. Fe, New Mexico, June 16th, 1984. Is that a Gemini? Oh, uh, evil. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know, but Santa Fe itself is like, look, Sorry, love Gemini. Santa Fe. Love it. Love you guys. But like, the, there are a lot of candles in that town. Mm-hmm. That's a clue as well. <laughs> So Teal's spiritual journey began as a child growing up with hypersensitivity. She claims Mm. that she had clairvoyant abilities, including perceiving and hearing things that are otherwise imperceptible. Good for her. Right. According to Teal, from the age of six, she scared her mother to death. Now, honestly, I don't think that that's the flex that you think it is. Because... All those manifesto kids who are shooting up our malls and our schools and, and everything, I, I I would bet that all of their parents are afraid of them. That's why you put their ass in the basement with a computer and lock the door. Because yeah. you knew you birthed a scary-ass motherfucker. So her saying her mom was scared, I'm like, bitch, that's because she probably looked at you and was like, oh, no, I birthed, I birthed right? the devil incarnate. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yes, and she is uh, a Gemini. I, I, I'm very into Zodiac shit. I'm sorry. That's my oh, yeah. scam. I love it. I love being witchy. It's uh, a great scam. It's one of my favorites. You can blame so much on it. And it's like, oh, it's true. But it's like, you know, take what you want and you leave what doesn't work for you. And that, totally. that's my favorite scam. So at a young age, Teal also experienced abuse at the hand of a family friend, which was what led her on a spiritual path to help others to heal. Also, she was allegedly in 
inducted into two satanic cults. I knew, I knew two? it. I knew yeah. it. I knew it. That's why I was like, get that devil off my screen. Like, I knew right? it. Two. The, the first one didn't work out for her. <laughs> she was like, I actually left that satanic cult for this other satanic cult because this one, like, they got snacks. And <laughs> it was just that the first one happened at the same time as volleyball. So, you know. Yeah. It is interesting how, like, it's kind of a classic fundamentalist Christian scam, at least in the 80s, to be like, I was a high priest in this cult. No, you can't have their number, but like now I'm good and I'm a preacher for the Lord. And doesn't that make Mm -hmm. it more interesting than me just being a nerd who went to the went into this line of work? It's, you know, born again. You got to have a a crazy past if you want to be reformed in an exciting way. Exactly. Born again. What if your past is like I watched Home Improvement and laughed? (laughs) Aruga. Oh, God. That's before (laughs) I realized that Tim, the tool man, Taylor is a fucking coke runner snitch and a racist so but i used to like that show before i realized that um oh yeah that's to be an american in the 90s yeah and i talk about that in my book being born again and like how you use that to like scam people oh right guys Hmm. i have a book coming out but, but you know wait on it it's fun um so according to memory she had and repressed through like her trauma uh but she said she dug them up in therapy so she was like oh my god one day i had a breakthrough and realized i was in two satanic cults okay Mm. which is like you know i talk all the time about the satanic panic this is a big part of kind of that whole cultural movement is having a therapist who's like do you remember being traumatized and you're like yes i remember this incident and they're like shut up we need to talk about something you don't remember because that's where the good stuff is and that's how we're gonna fix you so it's interesting that she's doing like the classic alleged recovered memory of satanic Mm -hmm. cult stuff but it seems like much later than the trend like when is she when is this therapy happening for her um, th- like she, I don't know when the date of the therapy is happening, but it's curious to me because I feel like one satanic cult, maybe I repress two. Sure, you ain't remember two. You ain't remember you went yeah, to another well, one. Exactly, that's bordering on you know on the <laughs> on the far fetched. I mean, and you know the the concept of repressed memory is like fascinating and too big to get into here, and like. You joined, big you joined Judas, Judas Club, and then you joined Bezelbubs. <laughs> like, exactly. It's like, sure, don't you have a Letterman jacket at least to remember? Right. But like, the, you know, I think that it's very possible to have memories that you push away, kind of actively Absolutely. don't think about, that you are, one day they come back to you, something reminds you. I've had that experience many times. But I think the, the idea of, of recovered memory within therapy for satanic cult survivors was based on this understanding, which was apparently the best we could do in the eighties that like, no, it's like, it's actually that your brain, like if your life was too upsetting for you at the time, it would like just hide the trauma from you completely and preserve it perfectly. And when you're old enough, your memory is like, okay, she's old enough. Let's show it to her. And, and I believe that for people who are not scammers this i i don't believe this lady when y'all see this photo you're gonna understand why i don't believe this bitch but i do know that repressed memories are a real thing for normal people i don't know if she's telling the truth i'm yeah and i'm in a more like i definitely believe in it to a certain extent and then we get into definitions of it that include you know people recovering memories of being an egg in the fallopian tube and kind of we we get it and part of it 
And that's a scam because the dream is that we can remember everything that's happened to us. And it seems like, you know, we can remember plenty and we can usually remember what we need to know um, in order to know, you know, who did what and who hurt us. Um, and it's important to dig into those we wish. because they, yeah. they, oh, yeah. they inform your behavior currently. Yeah. And if you can get to yeah. the root of why you do things, you can change why you do them. And I didn't understand yeah. that until years of therapy where I was like, I don't need to go back at that time. Like we good. Like that shit happened. Right. It's over. We don't I'm need not going to gonna basically do it a second time. I guess let's just simply not talk about it. And then I won't be reminded of it by my normal life today. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then you realize I think it informs yeah. your normal life. And so you're like, yes. And we've talked about that. Uh, we have yeah. definitely talked about that. So off so the podcast. Much. Yeah. So uh, as a teenager, Teal's. Uh, saw a psychiatrist and found no success with their methods. At the age of 19, Mm. she was finally able to escape the cults and move in with her then-boyfriend who would later become her platonic business partner. So, the beginning of Teal Tribe. Teal first started to acquire her following by doing energy healing, in quotes. She would do Mm. these sessions at the Cosmic Spiritual, at the Cosmic Spiritual, which is a place, I guess, a new-age bookstore in Salt Lake City, Utah. Wow. I'm not getting healed at no damn bookstore. What What are we doing? Barnes and Noble. I mean, to be fair, healing. Mormons are very easy to scam. Seems like a good place to get started. Mm-hmm. And they all moved to one place. They were like, let's all be here and get scammed together. It's lit. Let's be fish in a bucket. We love it. But also, like, I grew up in Texas, a lot of Mormon friends. So no shade if you're Mormon, because I honestly, Mormons are some of the nicest people I've ever fucking met. I'm yeah. so you know shout out to kirsten shout out to the girls um so in 2012 she found her company teal eye and shortly after launched her youtube channel where she did a weekly ask teal video it was through Mm. growing her following on youtube that teal truly began to earn her reputation as an online on-demand spiritual guru and i think that through therapy and through meeting all these psychiatrists something that i've learned that's been happening recently is like People fucked up people will go to therapy, start using the language that has been a safe space for people who are actually trying to heal and then scam like the word boundaries like Jonah Hill, literally like his ex-girlfriend. He was like, my my boundaries are you can't post about you surfing uh, or in your swimsuit. That's not a boundary. That's control. Mm -hmm. But he was like Mm -hmm. using therapy language, which is why it sounds like. Oh, it's I'm healing. I'm healed. Because that's the thing. You can go to therapy and still be a fucked up individual. And some people go there to learn how to be more fucked up. <laughs> we have yes. we have an Ask Teal video, Sarah. We're going to watch a little bit of this. Let's see what Teal was, uh, was saying. Oh, boy. I've put a lot of emphasis in the past on the teaching that if you want something to come from others, you should provide it for yourself. For example, if you want love, love yourself. Okay. She's not wrong. But this background, why is she wearing a tube top that looks like she's almost naked? I'm scared. Sarah, did you freeze? Sarah, did you hear that? I I lost you again. No, I lost you again for a second. I don't know what's... 
Damn. Okay, one more time. It, it, that's it's the devil. Listen, yeah, leave leave yeah. this in, Judith. We are trying to play this on Wi-Fi, and the devil won't show Sarah the video because oh god, it's so scary. I'm gonna post this on Instagram. Oh god. Okay, we're gonna try one more time to play the video, okay, Sarah, so you oh can boy. see it. Because oh my god, Very I'm like brave. watching through my fingers. This I don't want this woman. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared. I've put a lot of emphasis in the past on the teaching that if you want something to come from others, you should provide it for yourself. For example, if you want love, love yourself. <laughs> okay. Finally, saw and heard it. Thank God. Oh, I'm, I'm so stressed because, first of all, She's not wrong about what she's saying here. She's using right. that language and like calling things into your life is actually something really important. But what's striking me and what I watched this video, we we had some trouble getting it to Sarah for a second. So I had to watch it three times. <laughs> Sarah, you only watched it once. I've been watching it with I my know. fingers over my eyes because I'm telling you, I'm so scared of this bitch. I'm terrified. You really you. suffer for this show. This is Ooh. your blood, sweat, and tears. I am so terrified of this bitch. I've never been scared of a scammer before. And I'm like, no, I can't. You won't break my soul, bitch. What's going on? So what strikes me, one, is the background is weird as fuck. She's wearing a tube top that almost makes her look naked. And Classic. And I just, it's so... What do you think, Sarah? Because I'm I'm still covering my eyes. Oh my god, she looks like <sighs> she's in an instructional video with the with the background that she has and like, instructional. Yeah, really... I ain't never seen no hell background for instructional. <laughs> it's the instructional. Video ain't nobody at the DMV like. <laughs> yeah, it's the you know it's an industrial video made by people in hell. Yeah, and she's got. I mean. This is a weird thing to mention in context, I guess, but I always notice it. She's really overplucked her eyebrows and she's plucked in the middle. You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's it, her eyebrows. I've said this. They're beefing like one is running away they from are. the other. And exactly. They're not even friends. They don't even know each other. They anymore. don't even know each other. They they <laughs> they hate her so bad that they're like, we are trying to get off her face because we yeah. don't want to be here either. <laughs> They're slowly retreating to the, the safety of her hairline. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, this is the, I, I was very interested when she got to the topic of money. I was like, how is she going to tell people to just get their own money if that's what they want? And then apparently you have to focus on abundance. Because so. you got to okay. give her money. If you want to get money, you got to give her money. And that's going to get you money. And you got to focus. That would seem to be an interdependent move, but whatever. <laughs> It, uh, oh god i i oh god okay let's keep going oh okay get yeah. her off my screen jesus christ i can't i can't i'm gonna pray after this my god oh so in 2012 she founded her company toi we just talked about that and those are her ass teal videos it was through growing her following on youtube that teal truly began to earn a reputation as an online on-demand spiritual guru her video discussions range in topics from self-help mental health manifestations and other self-development topics her many of her topics also reach an extreme discussion, right? Including one video, the secret behind all the sexual fetishes, with no hmm. content warning nor any research to support her conclusions. So now she's just talking. She's like, "I'm putting on my tube top. I'm traditionally <laughs> attractive, even though I look like the devil, and it's giving bedazzled." <laughs> 
And she's it's, like, it's I'm giving just giving APC. Yeah. Right. She's like, I'm just going to talk. You you all are here. So she has an auth- she's authored six books and organized an array of events from live speeches to personalized self-love courses, which are currently offered as $200 e-courses. So, like, imagine Teal doing wow. a baptism-like cleansing with a participant. And we have a video sample of Teal's course. Oh, no. Why do we... Oh, my God. Kaylin! Kaylin Brand! You are too good at research. Why Why we gotta watch this lady so much? Oh, okay, play it real quick. Oh, oh boy. Play, this doesn't look good. Play it real quick. Cause I'm, I'm, oh, she got a master class, bitch. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> she ruined my life. I realized that a way to figure out self-love was to study what people who love themselves are actually doing practically that made all the difference. Where's the baptism? Hmm. Is that... Uh, I wanted to see the baptism. Yeah, that's what I want to see. So we just Very have a photo of a... Is that a... I can't tell the gender of this person, but they're in the water. We'll post this on the Instagram. This baptism does not look holy. It's very dark in here. And also, who is the photographer who got in the water and got the shot? Because... Right. It's one of those erotic baptisms, you know? <laughs> what is an erotic baptism? It's like you, you have the baptism first and then you have the wet t-shirt contest. Oh, no. It's giving that to... It's too sexual for me. Oh, my yeah, God. Turn it, it off. it really is. Turn it off. It's like, it's weird to, like, offer your sex appeal as a cult leader, but I guess, you know, as a woman, <laughs> it's, uh, you got to bring everything you have to the table. Listen, that's how you... Uh, sexual... Uh, there was a viral post... Oh, God, babes. I wish I could remember your name or your handle right now. But... um. During the uh, pandemic, some you know UPS was like or USPS was like failing, and basically, oh, like, yeah. someone yeah. had a viral tweet that was like, "We have to sexualize the USPS to save it." <laughs> <laughs> it's like you got to get out here and do what you got to do to get them views. I guess. Listen, I've already been doing that. When I see you know my mail carrier with their little pith helmet that they wear for some reason, or if they have that cape, they have amazing pieces in the postal carrier wardrobe. I'm all about it. I am too. It's you know <laughs> they got great fits. They got they they got hands. They 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 you know they're not gonna satisfy you. They're mean as fuck. I love the USPS. Um, they also yep. put a lot of people Strong in jail. Calves. Mm. Oh, do they? Yeah. How? Mail oh, fraud. They, like, report stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Well, mail fraud you know, is a stick, bitch. Stick to the capes. Listen, stick to the capes. Don't you lick a stamp to do crime, okay? Because they gonna pull up <laughs> on you. So Teal's Facebook page has thousands of followers from across the globe and her in-person events are just as full of fervent audiences. And I think that that's also a part of like what she was saying, like with the childhood trauma and abuse. It's like a lot of people can relate to that. And she's sexy. Mm -hmm. So it's like we got somebody Mm -hmm. relatable and sexy. That is the perfect celebrity. We love a hot abuse survivor. You know, that's I'm mm -hmm. sorry. That's crass. But those are our tastes as media. It is because like, honestly, like. Tarana Burke, who started Me Too, a black mm-hmm. woman, um, mm-hmm. I think that the reason that most people think it's Rose McGowan and other, mm-hmm. you know, hot white women is because they were like, oh, somebody abused you, sexy? Like, oh, that's so terrible. But if you're not, like, traditionally attractive, they're like, mm, nobody want to abuse you. You're not sexy. And it's like, no, <laughs> that's not something that factors into yeah. abuse. It's just not. Please stop. 
And so yeah. and also yeah. sexy is about taste. Like we all think different things are sexy. So th- mm-hmm. there's no formula for that. But, you know, capitalism, Americans, it's all symmetrical face, white features. That's sexy. Please get out of my face. So at one event, an audience member said, I feel like she's Jesus. While another mm. expressed, Teal is on a mission to heal us all. So she's taking advantage of people who that decibel meter is high. They're sad. They're working through their trauma. And she feels like a quick fix. And and mm-hmm. honestly, I'm so sorry to tell y'all this, but if you want to heal, that's hard work that you have to do yourself. And you can't go to no conference, no concert with this wicked ass bitch and get healed. Like, that's not how it works. Yeah. It takes years. It takes so much time. Maybe it, it may be you your whole life. Nice is you can kind of one of the best ways to tell something is not a scam is if you're like, oh, really? I don't want to do that because like scams are based on what you want. So like the quick fix is always, I think, going to be scammy to some degree if someone's mm-hmm. selling you that. But if you're like, Lacey, you're at a placing yourself, I think, at a high level of believability. Yeah. Because you're like, listen, you're not going to want to hear this. <laughs> it's trash. I hate it. I'm working <laughs> on myself and I hate this shit. I, I don't know why so I started. I, I really want to quit. <sighs> it's very, very down low bad. Like, it's Well, the sucks. point is, you, you got to <laughs> complain about it a lot the whole time. That's what I do. I'll do it, but I will not like it. Right. I will complain the whole time. And one of my friends, Laura Chen, she was saying that she, like, she goes to a lot of healers and, like, she's, like, just one of the most enlightened, wonderful people I know in my life. And she was saying that one person told her, like, in a therapy experience or whatever, that, like, why fight through like why complain through the pain why yell why suffer like it's gonna happen like just let it happen Mm -hmm. and move and like Mm -hmm. calm yourself and i was like girl that is such great advice but not for me i'm gonna be hollering (laughs) kicking and screaming the whole way like i always like joke that like i'm an actor and you know like black Mm -hmm. actors they always have a slave movie for the girls that's how you get your Oscar. And I was like, mm-hmm. I can't even do a slave movie because I would be, they master would be beating me. I'd be like, ow, 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 like this. Oh, we need more movies about historical figures who did not overcome, though. Right. right? Who were like funny. everyone in movies. Has, yeah. Who are just like, oh, I broke a nail. Like we need that right. representation. I'm tired of it. Just I know there was some funny enslaved people. I know there were. I know there yes. was somebody who got hit. It was like, my name is Toby. I quit this shit. I quit the kitchen. Who like, I, I, uh, like that's I me. think so much about the humor and, you know, the lost jokes that got people through yeah. the worst times, like the jokes people were telling you know, in the Holocaust. Like, mm. I, I know in my heart that people were fucking funny in the Holocaust. Hell yeah. You know there were some people on Schindler's List who were like... <laughs> just, I know they were doing jokes because that's the thing about survival is like, you can't just be sad all the time. Like, humor yeah. is such a relief. It's such a de-stressor. And so, I'm not saying make a slave comedy. Please don't. But... <laughs> But I am, or or a Holocaust comedy. We don't need it. We yeah. don't want it. Jerry Lewis tried it. It's done. We don't, don't. You're done. Don't. <laughs> but I am saying that I know yeah. that they found ways to have joy and to survive because that's one thing, especially about Black people. My people, like, honey, we be surviving, and mm-hmm. everybody be mad as hell because we be having fun. Like we be like we be turning trauma into jokes immediately. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. immediately. And then people were like, why are they so happy still? We are trying to kill them. So, <laughs> like, you know, but it's like you got to find the fun in life. So, um, Teal, 
one young man uh, that in ingratiated himself with Teal's teachings mm. had even mm. had Teal's face tattooed on himself. While, oh, yeah. like with Roger Stone and Nixon. Mm. <laughs> Those are the best tats. Those are yeah. the best ones. So while they Teal- age beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> so while Teal's followers treat themselves like fans of a pop star, she returns the enthusiasm. On her website, she even offers a FAQ section Um not about her work, but about her personal details ranging from her love language to her favorite animals. So she was like, I'm going to give the fans a taste of parasocial. I'm going to, y'all know me now. Mm. This is my favorite animal. Mm. Um, Bizzleboob. So like, you're going to know things about her. Oh, I can't look at her. Oh, I hate it. So, however, even with the endless amount of self-love, healing, and support, the question is whether Teal and her Teal tribe are doing more harm than good. We know it's more harm. Mm-hmm. So the scam is the largest part of what Teal's offering is her program called the Completion Process. It promises to make even the most wounded and fractured person whole again. So All right. That's uh, uh, very impressive, if true. I mean... How quick is it? Because the shit I'm doing is taking too long. I get it. It involves 18 steps. I've definitely done more than 18. So, Mm -hmm. okay. Which she describes as the process of putting yourself back together. However, that might mean breaking yourself apart to find the broken parts that kept you from truly being whole. Again, this is all things that you do work on in therapy. You got to go back to your Mm -hmm. past. You got to go back to your trauma. You got to figure out how it's Mm -hmm. affecting you now. So she's got the language. She hitting on it. Mm -hmm. So Teal warns participants of her retreats. This is a quote. My rule is if you want to come within 50 miles of me, you better be ready for the deepest end of the pool. Hmm. Why, Why are you threatening me? That's a pretty good Tinder profile, though. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is i'm intrigued right like what does that mean that's Are a real cancer thing to say me? oh wow you're gonna put my people out there like you will that? drown in my truth yeah i am a cancer <laughs> and you, you you wow you dragging me wow i am a i am a taurus but i am a friend to all cancers i've got something i love taurus women it's they're the best i just oh yeah because we because we always want to stay in you're yeah. like, well, would you be disappointed if we watch TV and we're like already unfolding the blanket? Yes. It's a very good quality. And I love it. I'm such an in-the-house bitch. And people don't believe that. But like, listen, I love to be in the house. I don't want to go where outside. where your stuff is. Oh, it's where all your stuff is. <laughs> your favorite stuff. Um, so as a part of the steps for completing the program at the retreat, participants break off into small groups and are tasked with trying to relive the worst moments of their lives. Oh, great. Okay. Well, this seems good. Good time. He's qualified as well. Oh, for sure. We're doing a breakout (laughs) session. Everybody like go relive your trauma in the corner. What? So Teal claims that her process also helps people assess allegedly repressed memories, though mm. others claim it caused some it caused some participants to cre- create false memories. So mm. uh, this is so dangerous. And like she is preying on people who have experienced so much trauma. And that's such easy prey because we all want to heal. It's such a desperation to feel sane and normal. And I experienced mm-hmm. that myself. So this is so fucked. So meanwhile, there are no certified mental health practitioners or forms of support at these retreats. 
and there's nothing offered afterwards. So she's basically like manipulating you by making you relive the worst moments of your life, making you so vulnerable and then not giving any aftercare and not giving Mm -hmm. any care during. So one retreat participant tells of her own experience of Teal. This is a quote. I went to a retreat and Teal told me that my parents don't love And there's like a sick here. Um, And it says, I was like, no, I don't agree with you. I feel like my parents do love me. But Teal is a psychic, so she knows. Shortly after, (laughs) I moved out of my parents' house. So she's just making up shit. She said, your mama don't love you. And then the the person said back, I think they do. She was like, nah, they don't. Which is incredible because, like, you have you're already overpowered as a therapist by, you know, you can even in that position tell a patient, no, like, I know what's going on. You have to listen to me. So mm-hmm. if you're saying you're psychic, then, like, you've really, you know, you didn't even need to take it that far. I feel bad for the person who left their parents because of Teal. But what makes Teal most dangerous is the mm. control that she's gained over her followers' devotion, her lack of accountability, and lack of responsibility for what happens as a result. Like we were talking about with her little, little retreat where there was no care, there was no aftercare, there was no mental specialist. Mm-hmm. It was all just vibes, bad vibes. Um, so on May, this is going to be a little darker, y'all. We're going to skate. We're going to skate. Um, on May, uh, 2012, Leslie Wansgard took her own life after she and her husband sponsored Teal's first workshop in Salt Lake City in the 2000s. According Mm. to Teal, she questioned Leslie. This is what Teal is saying. Okay, we either are or aren't committing to life because every time I gave her a suggestion, she'd stop in two days. What's interesting is when she asked herself that question, the answer was no, I'm done. So there was nothing that any healer could ever do for that type of vibration. That's literally Teal. Despite Teal's Hmm. involvement with Leslie and her later statements, Leslie's husband, John, remains a supporter of Teal. Uh, this is feels like sunk cost fallacy in action, I guess. Ugh. Like, bro. Yeah. I'd... You lost your wife and you're still going to the healing concerts. You're weird. That's very fucking weird. So, I mean, so she's so if you, I mean, if you heal people too, by causing their like, deaths, then like, sure, I guess that's one way to do it. But it's not, you know, it's so fucked. I wouldn't advise it. And it's so fucked up my brain to think about this. But like, there's a meme about like how you can like pay off your student loans. And number one is like, die. You don't got to worry about them no more. You're not here. There's like, there's a, some episode of Black Adder, which I grew up watching where like Black Adder's in a fix as usual. And he goes to like an old crone to tell him what to do. And mm-hmm. she's like, well, you can kill everyone in the whole world. And it's like, yeah, that would technically work. But who has the time? Right. Who has the time? <laughs> who? So while she continues her practice, she offers additional support or regulation for her followers. Uh, this is Teal saying, I validate where they are. My approach is, no, it's right to feel that way. So in some of her mm. videos, Teal is casually and quickly suggesting reaching out to suicide hotlines if viewers are experiencing harmful thoughts. In response to a member of her Facebook page voicing concerns about their mental health, to two other members only shared Teal's video. 
And the video quote, uh, the title is, I want to kill myself, in parentheses, what to do if you're suicidal, where she instructs viewers to visualize their death by suicide as a way to realize that life is the only viable option. This is so fucking mm-hmm. irresponsible. Like, yeah. Uh, like, bitch, hands. Teal, we gotta be, like, hands. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Especially because you don't have any training in mental health. You've already assisted in the you know unaliving of one person like and so your response is like i'm gonna make a video that's like everybody think think about killing yourself so then (sighs) you gonna have new life what what are you saying this is not a perfect metaphor because i'm sure plenty of unqualified people are doing like physical like internal medicine in a way they shouldn't be but like it's amazing to me that like we like if you were if you needed medical care for your body and you went to someone who wasn't a doctor or a nurse or whatever, you would be like, no, I don't trust you to like stick your hands into right. me, but I need someone who's, you know, has some kind of training, but for our mental health, well, many of us will just listen to anybody. And, uh, I think we deserve better. You guys, we do. Cause like, you know, like, the whole scam of like, there's a lot of terrible doctors. There are a lot of doctors who are trying to get you on expensive medication because they're getting a kickback or they just want the money for the practice. Like I've had friends who like, I had fibroids removed. Um, I've had several procedures last year. And uh, one of my friends who's dealing with fibroids right now, she went to a doctor. Like I had a doctor. I went to many doctors before I found the right one because doctors be scamming. And she had a doctor who told her about, um, these hormonal shots that put you basically in menopause, but they will like in- decrease the size of your fibroids so that you don't have to have surgery. They're incredibly expensive. Mm-hmm. They're not always covered by insurance. And it's a big thing to evaluate. But the doctor that she went to was like, oh, well, we got the shots right now. So if you want to do it today, you're telling a person who's, who's barely 30 that you want to put her in menopause today. Yeah. She can't think about it. It's expensive as fuck. And you like treating it like it's Botox. Like we had a Botox party. Like we can inject you By today. no means think about it. Just, you know. Yeah. And that But people, she has an office know. and a coat. And that makes you feel uh, like safe. Totally. My mom was a doctor before she retired. And I am very grateful to kind of grow up seeing doctors in all their humanity um, through her and her friends. But like people, like people really underestimate how much people will put their life in your hands if you are wearing a coat, mm-hmm. just a white coat and a stethoscope. It really makes you think. Because imagine like the best doctor you know, and they're like, come on over to, to, so I can do your analysis. And you come over and they're like in like a fucking <laughs> shotgun house. And they're like, yeah, sit on my couch so we can do the evaluation of your vagina. You'd be like, hell no. Like why am I on the couch? Right? It, it get spread in my like legs. fish tank while you wait. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> you got to have an office. You got to have the accoucher mom for the scam to work. And she don't even got that. Yeah. Like, yeah, which is, you know, impressive in a way. But, uh, oh, God, it's just like, I don't know. If you want to be creative, like, do a collage. Y- yeah, this is too much. It's too much. It's- it crochet a frog, Teal. <laughs> Good Lord. So in response to being questioned about whether she's a cult leader, Teal said, I have a demographic of people who are miserably isolated and who need belonging desperately. That's what makes me safe. 
These people are desperate. They need my approval. They will do whatever the hell I say. The only reason that it is not steered there is because of my ethics. So, bitch, not you bragging about being a cult leader. She said, yeah, they right? will drink the Kool-Aid. And I have mixed it a few times, but that's like, it out. All right, Regina George. Like, what? She was like, yeah. army pants and flip-flops. That's what they wearing, because I said so. But it's not a cult because I'm a good person. It is also a cult, but it's like a cool cult. <laughs> it's so amazing to be, yeah, I'm not like a regular cult. I'm a cool cult. She's <laughs> like, I could have a cult, and I don't even want one. But I could, but I don't. But they but are, they want to, but but not me. Like, oh my God. I'm playing Still, hard to get, get with the cult members. I'm like, no, I don't want to be your cult leader. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know that I'm pretty. <laughs> right. I'm so sexy, but no, I don't want to be your cult leader. But come to these fucking <laughs> retreats. Like, also the God. ego of that. Because a normal person would be like, no, I'm not leading a cult. I'm trying to heal people like I heal. She was like, well, it does sound, look, walk, talk. Like a cult, and they are down bad about me. Like if I said y'all gotta die right now for me, they would. They call me Jesus, but it's not a cult, y'all. It's not. <laughs> I'm a good person. What the fuck? Uh, it's not from the cult region of France. It's just <laughs> sparkling. It's not champagne. Okay, it's prosecco cult. <laughs> prosecco cult. So Teal continues. This is her talking again. Teal telling on herself. Scammers love to do this. Which is why there is no financial buy-in like there is in a typical cult. In addition to her... Now, listen. In addition to her e-courses, her website Mm -hmm. currently offers a monthly premium subscription at $79 a month, which includes 185 downloadable frequency paintings valued at $1,500 and unlimited workshop streaming valued at $10,000. So she's saying there's no buy-in. But she's also like, well, if you really want to get healed, you need to give me $79 a month. And if you really want to get healed, you need to take these streaming classes. And also buy this painting so it can remind you of how you was healed. Oh, my God. She, You know, while we're talking about her her face, because her picture on this website again, like, I don't trust people who look this sure themselves. I look like I'm plagued by self-doubt. And uh, I think that's cute. Of yes, because that's more reality. <laughs> and if you scroll to the whole page like we just did, you're prompted eight different times. To start a subscription. And you cannot navigate back to the homepage from this place. Oh According God. to the description, Teal's frequency paintings are energetic patterns that are a part of a pre-manifested reality that then translate into your physical experience when you spend time near them. So I draw pictures of the characters from Sex and the City for fun. <laughs> Listen, if I stood next to Samantha <laughs> as a painting, that might actually help me be more of a bad Oh, bitch. yeah. That would be some good vibrating. Yeah, yeah. Kim Cattrall could actually... I, I, sometimes, maybe when I wake up every morning, I just... I look at my photo of George Santos, and I look at my photo of Kim Cattrall, and I get my mm-hmm. energy to scam and get my confidence to do crime. I'll make, I don't know why this feels like the one you need, but I will do a drawing for you of Samantha right after she got squirted on when she was dating Maria. I would have loved that. I think that's the that. energy. <laughs> That's the exact <laughs> painting or portrait or picture that I need. I'm not even kidding, Sarah. I'm going to yeah, hold you to you this. <laughs> so we're wrapping it up. Additionally, Teal makes her team sign a document called the non negotiables, which they must agree to in order to work with her. The non negotiables include rules such as you can't put your family first, 
Teal has to come first. Mm. Oh, not running a cult, are we? <laughs> no, 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 no. These are just non-negotiables. Not a cult. Oh, okay. Cult These light. are just boundaries. She has boundaries. She has boundaries. This is diet uh. cult. So she says, the second rule, the priority of the entire community is whatever is in best interest of Teal. Everything else is second to that. Okay. So everyone has to paint her living room this weekend. <laughs> Teal need a foot massage. <laughs> I don't care about your ideation. Like, what? You said you were helping Look, I, people. I have plantar fasciitis. I'll start a cult if that's what's necessary. <laughs> that's so specific that I really feel like you could get a cult going. Like, that would be lit. I, I would join. Yeah. Cult to give Sarah a foot massage. You know, it's like, it's not that expensive. It's not the that thing. expensive. It's gross, but it's cheap. And her last uh, rule is you can't have personal boundaries that have any way... <laughs> An effect on teal. Okay. Well, my mom also thinks that. So, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it's like my boundaries are like, please don't like abuse me. She's like, mm, that got an effect on teal because te- teal need to abuse you, girl. Like, so yeah, you need to let that go. On my agenda for this afternoon. So, uh, yeah. get rid of that one. And remember, uh, you signed a non negotiable. So, Here's your name, okay? <laughs> they also allegedly are not allowed to have romantic relationships. So basically, she's doing the isolation thing. She's doing all the cult thing. You you lose your friends. You lose your family. You lose anybody who would tell you, why are you giving your money yeah. to Teal? This shit is weird. And fuck Teal, she is the devil. But if no one can inform you, if you're isolated and you're only with people who love Teal, then you don't have the opportunity to escape. Yeah. So Teal today, because she ain't in fucking jail. Wow. So wrapping up Teal. Fuck you, Teal. want to say that real clear and loud. Teal's social mm-hmm. media empire has grown across every channel. YouTube, she has 474K thousand followers. On Instagram, she has 77.4K followers. On Twitter, she has 15.7K followers. And on Facebook, she has 160K followers. Much of her success seems to come from a mix of her aptitude for social media, her radical views on mental health, and her charismatic personality, a.k.a. Mm. she's very thin and traditionally attractive. There you go. That's charisma. Looks like a one tree hill mom. That's charisma. All right, that's I Riz. Guess. She got the Riz, the cult Riz. So in 2022, a docuseries called The Deep End was released, documenting hmm. Teal and her followers over several years. Despite the findings of the series, as well as the testimonies from ex-followers coming to light, Teal remains a widely popular mental health influencer. So nobody watched the doc. Did it come out on Tubi? Where, where did it come out? Because nobody watched. Wow. And I wish yeah, they did. Pluto. Right. It's all Pluto. <laughs> Y'all got iTunes. Y'all got to download this doc we did. Like, y'all didn't get it out there enough. So hopefully this helps. Y'all watch that doc. I'm going to tell you the name of the doc again. It's called The Deep End. Go, go. Mm. Like, if you like Teal, run away right now. So (laughs) despite the findings of the series, as well as the testimonies, obviously, she's still popping. As of April 13, 2023, she has posted a YouTube video supporting the Dalai Lama as an expert on Tibetan culture. In light of a recent viral video showing the Dalai Lama inappropriately interacting with a child, I saw that video Mm. and it was weird as fuck. And I don't want to like, we've had so much traumatic, like whatever during this Mm -hmm. episode. So I'm not going to tell you what happens in that video. But if you want to go look up that Dalai Lama video, just put it in Dalai Lama kid and you'll find it. It's not graphic. It's not like anything, Mm -hmm. but it is like something that completely changed my view on the Dalai Lama. I was like, Mm. oh, you weird. Like you weird as fuck. Like you're a bad person. (laughs) 
So she's defending this weirdo. Mm-hmm. As of 2023, in our year, the year of our Lord, the year of our Beyonce. It's also like it's just like, regardless of what you think about the Dalai Lama situation, it's like, wow, Teal, I'm so glad we know your viewpoint on this. You have so much to contribute in this area somehow for some reason. It's right because you a weirdo too. Weirdos link up. <laughs> <laughs> We're like I, I can, I can, I can, you know, empathize with this fucking weirdo because it's me too. So, uh, we're getting to the end of the episode right now. It's a long one. We're just going to do Scammer of the Week real quick. This is where we highlight a charlatan who may or may not be worth of our praise, like Teal, fuck Teal. Mm. I'm excited. But maybe we like this person. So, a Bible salesman has been accused of orchestrating a multi-million dollar fraud in a scheme that spans almost a decade. Come on, Bible salesman. I thought they were free <laughs> at the hotel. That's where you steal them. <laughs> So 45-year-old Jason Gerald Schink from Georgia has been charged with wire fraud. Oh, my God. He does look like a Bible salesman. And that's all I'll say on the matter. He also looked like a murderer. (laughs) Y'all need to get his DNA because I feel like he was using Bible salesmanship to come in people's houses and chop them up because them eyes are not. He's got a barbarian daughter in the basement. Yeah, no, it's not. No, no, no. So he's been charged with wire fraud. We always talk about wire fraud. International concealment Hmm. of money laundering. Concealment of money laundering. Money laundering involving transactions greater than $10,000. And failure to file a report of a foreign bank account. Damn, they got you on the foreign bank account. I've been trying to get one of those. I'm sad for you. (laughs) I would tell my accountant, I'm like, you got to get shadier. We got to get better call Solid in here. Come on now. Right. I want you sweating constantly. I want you in the cheapest suit. I want you constantly looking over your shoulder. That's how much money I'm trying to save in taxes. Like, help. I was thinking the other day, I was like, should I keep like random stashes of cash around the house? And I was like, what? Like, I'm Tony Soprano. (laughs) And uh, I don't know. I still don't know that it's a bad idea. Mm -mm. Sarah, I love that for you. Let's get some money under that mattress (laughs) today. Today, after you do my fake Campbell suit can. Iconic. Yes. Mm-hmm. The bear. Get it, put it all in tomato cans, okay? Let's do it. <laughs> so according to prosecutors, from April 2010 to July 2019, Jason received money from largely Mennonite and Amish faith-based organizations and individuals in Ohio and North Carolina telling donors the money would go towards providing Bibles and other Christian literature in China. So you, so he was like, we still trying to do the whole colonizer thing. It's still lit. We're still trying to do the conversion. <laughs> Amish people, y'all don't got TV. So you're not ever going to even know if the Chinese people decide to turn their life over to Christ. But just give us the money. So in reality, Jason spent the money on roughly $1 million, like roughly $1 million, mm-hmm. right? In online sports gambling. Jason. Jason. Come on. You could have bought Buy a yacht. You, play with, you could least. have had some bad bitches twerking on a yacht. Why are yeah. you giving it back to sports gambling, which is a scam? So, and also, he has 16 life insurance policies totaling about $4 million, approximately $1 million in diamonds. Because you can borrow wow. against your life insurance policies when you get in the 40s. So, it's like making your own bank. So, he's, oh. he's, so he got these life insurance policies so he could pull out the coin. Um so that was smart, Jason. Now, the million dollars in gambling, I'm not with you. Um, he had a million dollars of diamonds, gold, and precious metals. Equity. Equity shares of about $850,000 in privately held nuclear energy company. Uh, one company. And several other items. The man who falsely presented himself as a Christian missionary is now an international fugitive on the run with warrants out for his arrest. So they have not caught him. Jason. 
Good for you. It's fun to have a fugitive on the run. Jason. But, you know, come on. I like you. I, your face scares me, but I like you because this is fun. You said I'm a gamble. I'm going to make my own bank. I'm going to get diamonds, rubies, gold bricks. That's how you know you have so much money that you don't even know what to do with it anymore. Right? He was like, I can't God. believe these eight, these people gave me all this money for conversion. That's not even something you can get a return on. That's not an investment. Right. You can't be like, excuse me, I didn't get that soul I ordered. Please send me back my 1995. I want him to be mailing letters like, okay, this week we got 3,000 souls. <laughs> like, <laughs> Lacey, do you see the video of the guy who like, he escaped prison, he broke out of a prison, mm-hmm. and then a cop like stops him. And they talk for like several minutes. This is all on the dash cam. And the guy pretended to be jogging and like <laughs> talked his way out of it and just jogged off into the sunset. It's amazing. Yes. I think I saw the video of him like somehow he like parkoured up the wall, right? Or something. I don't know. This was a guy. It's just like this dash cam footage of him just like trying to seem like a jogger. He's like, oh, yeah, I do construction. I stay. I'm staying up there at one of those motels by the highway. It's the days in or something. And just, like, casuals his way through it. It's frankly inspirational. Honestly, if you break out of prison, there should be a law that you don't have to go back. Because <laughs> you, right, you like won. If, you, if you're out for 30 days, then, like... You bested you know? them. You bested them. You won. <laughs> you broke out of prison. It's like, what, what are we going to spend resources yeah. for looking for you? Like, you, you won. you're a winner. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. It is like, I don't know. I love a prison break story. I feel like we've actually had more of them than have been, uh, than we've talked about enough. And, uh, you know, it's a conversation for another day. Right. But, um, oh, Jason. Oh, Jason. I hope you're at least doing something more fun with your money than sports betting. That's yeah. just lame. That's just, but come on. You're just giving the money back that you stole to other scammers. Don't do that. Yeah. I, I, he might be fueling tiger. his gambling habit with this whole thing because a million dollars in sports betting is wild. That means you have a gambling addiction, like for sure. And it means that you're not betting on the wrong teams, my guy. Yeah, uh, we don't know <laughs> if he won or lost. But um, oh, yeah. that brings us to the end of the show. We always ask there, where would you like to be found? Anything you would like to promote? Incredible. Um yeah, I have You're Wrong About mm-hmm. is the podcast that I do that comes out once every two weeks. We have an episode with Lacey from a couple years ago yeah. on Reagan and the Welfare Queen, which I loved so to fun. do with you. I do You Are Good, which is a feelings podcast about movies. We just did a great episode about The Little Mermaid with Eve Lindley. Um, and in terms of other stuff, kind of if you want to read the first thing I wrote that ever really got read by anybody outside my family i'm in somehow coming up on the 10th anniversary of uh remote control my article in the believer about tanya harding came out new year's day 2014 um and it's still one of the best things i've written so that's not a new thing but it is a good thing and i'm so happy to get to be here this is the best place to talk about (laughs) scams and secretly 
what all of America is up to. Yes. And thank you so much for being here, Sarah. You're such a light. You're such an, oh my God, you're such a genius. It's so wonderful to speak to you every single time. Um, if you want to find me, D-I-B-A-L-A-C-I-D-B-L-A-C on all platforms. If you want to see these photos of this scary ass bitch, which I don't recommend, but um, Scam Goddess Pod, uh, all the photos and videos will be uploaded there on Instagram. And then if you want to chat, Scam Goddess Pod on Twitter, I'll be responding on there. Um, and congregation, you know, Stay, stay converting, okay? <laughs> spread the word of this podcast like Jason. Well, no, not like him because he ain't spread the word. But <laughs> like he lied to spread the word to all the people he stole money from. Amen. Amen. Damn goddess. This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. Our producer is Judith Cargbo. Our production coordinator is Abby Aguilar. And our audio engineer is Sam Keeper. Research for the show is done by Caitlin Brand. Stay scaping. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.